Of course, every time I jump in the water on the swim, I hope to be out there on the first pack. But then if I have a awful swim, if someone uh, knocked their elbow in my face and I have a tough swim, then I have to re-change my goal from trying to win the race to try to get a medal. So even when I start running there, I was actually just running for a medal. But then uh, luckily the guys up front blew up more than I did and yeah, I was able to bring it home. Year 2021 Intermountain Healthcare Ironman World Champion, Christian Blumenfeld, he makes it champion. Welcome back to Mindset Win, the podcast from Red Bull that's all about developing a winning mental attitude. I'm Kate Courtney, and today I'll be joined by another inspiring athlete whose mental tools have helped him achieve and sustain success at the top level. Our main focus today will be on the idea of flexibility and how developing and maintaining an open mindset allows us to respond and adjust in the face of both success and failure. Together, we'll translate that idea into practical tools to help you perform better in all aspects of life. Today, we'll be hearing from the man who currently holds the Olympic World Championship and Ironman World titles, triathlete Christian Blumenfeld. And at the end of this episode, I'll lead you through an exercise that will help you keep moving towards your goals, even when things don't go to plan. Norway's Christian Blumenfeld is a world champion and Olympic gold medalist who recently became the fastest Ironman finisher in history with an incredible time of under seven hours. Growing up in Bergen, Christian competed in his first triathlon at age 14, where he smashed the competition. Since then, he has gone on to dominate in the world of triathlon, winning Olympic gold in Tokyo in the sprint distance, and later winning the Ironman World Championship that same year, becoming the first triathlete ever to do so. I'm Christian Blumfeldt, a Norwegian triathlete. I've been doing triathlon since 2008. Originally, I was a swimmer. My swim coach, he saw that I was like very eager in training and like always first wanted to jump in the pool and had like this huge engine, but I wasn't able to get it out like much the potential over uh, 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes in the pool. So he advised me to try something else. Since then it's been uh, full gas on triathlon. The two years I've had having won three world titles and Olympic gold medal, then of course when I stand on the start line, people expect me to perform. And of course I want to perform, but also just try to enjoy the moment and enjoy being in shape and looking at it as an opportunity to win another race. In an Ironman, which is like eight hours of racing, and then you obviously take the swim for it, it's like an hour of swimming, and then you go on the bike and you have 180k. And there I like to go through the course in advance, so I really know the whole course, because then I have something to look forward to. Just having uh, those small things to entertain yourself, and also using the numbers, looking at the average power, and uh, trying to look at the other athletes, how they are responding in the field, and but also be aware of your own like routines of doing nutrition and uh, hydration and staying in the moment, but also trying to just relax and forget about uh, everything as well. 
in a world championship when everyone is there they're all at their best shape but they're also trying to maximize your weaknesses so that makes things tricky because if you are doing an Ironman just within your comfort zone it's very easy to do a fast time overall but when people push you out of your comfort zone maybe halfway through on the bike if they are attacking and you have to make those decisions whether to follow or to not that's uh, what can really break people of course every time i jump in the water on the swim i hope to be out there on the first pack but then if i have a awful swim if someone uh, knocked the elbow in my face and i have a tough swim coming out of the water then i have to again refocusing and uh, either change uh, ambition for the day like if it's three great runners up front and i know that i can't run down the three of them maybe i can still get a top five you know so it's always trying to make the best out of the situation in a world championship in utah i had a awful swim came out of the water like just over two minutes from the front five guys I was suddenly there by myself trying to catch up but rode for 60k by myself before I was caught up by some stronger cyclists from behind that's maybe one of the stronger races I've done like mentally to be having such an awful start on the day but still being able to think that okay if I just do the right thing now if I'm able to still stay in the race and do my nutrition and hydration and uh, not panicking and doing the right decisions I can still be at least getting a medal because people up front will probably blow up so there was having to re-change my goal from trying to win the race to try to get a medal so even when I start running there I was actually just running for a medal but then uh, luckily the guys up front blew up more than I did and yeah I was able to bring it home under seven hours and 50 minutes today we crown a new champion your 2021 Intermountain Healthcare Ironman World Champion Christian Blumenfeld coming from Norway and wrapping around this final shoot a long finished stretch for this man and he is coming in Christian Blumenfeld he makes it champion doing an Ironman by yourself is a little bit different versus being in a world championship because then you have again people who will then try to maximize your weaknesses so instead of just going by your pace you have to look at how the other guys in the race is uh, responding like we saw in Utah when I was in the second pack and people tried to use that to get away on the bike and put me under pressure but there I was still able to stay sort of calm and focus on myself and then uh, use that last uh, marathon run to catch up but when people push you out of your comfort zone maybe halfway through on the bike if they are attacking and you have to make those decisions whether to follow or to not that's uh, what can really break people the mental thing is maybe about uh, getting the best out of yourself and really knowing how deep you can dig of course when you get to race it's about uh, getting the best out of you and not getting stressed out with the pressure and expectation of others but just being able to still be in the same bubble as you are in your daily training. You want to have long-term goals because like you're putting your head on the line there like if you're saying that you want to achieve something in five or ten years then it's also a commitment that you also have to do everything you possibly can over the next uh, five or ten years. And then you also 
want to have uh, a yearly goal. So you want to have making sure that you are, are on track to be able to achieve the big goals. We are uh, always involving the training philosophy and um, trying out new stuff. So we do like a big block of training, go to the lab, see if we're getting the response we want. And if not, we then change training program again. When you're training um, 25, 30 hours a week and you're responding great and you're getting better every day, then it's like a great feeling to start a session. But when you are in this like uh, rhythm where the legs is just not working, you are running 10, 50 seconds slower per K on even harder uh, intensity and you just feel that you are lost and you don't really know what to do and how to get back in shape. That's uh, a tougher time to go through. Of course, when you are in that uh, loop where it's just going uh, worse and worse, then uh, you have to reconsider what you're doing and maybe trying to do some changes to get out of that uh, loop. Losing races is maybe what's uh, making you stay on top of your toes for the next couple of months in training because you do reflect of everything that's been happening both in the lead up and you maybe go even more into that bubble going into the next race. So if you are winning races, you're often getting onto that high where it's just everything is just like floating naturally. But then when you are getting that slap in the face, you're sort of getting that wake up call and uh, you have to reconsider everything you're doing. Sometimes it's just about trusting the process and just keep going and uh, not stressing too much. And sometimes you have to maybe do some changes. One of the things that I found really interesting in Christian's story was the way that he managed to hold very specific yet flexible goals. Of course, for such a dominant athlete, it is important to be able to set the goal of winning. But in situations like Christian described, where a race is not going to plan, clinging to that fixed goal can become a hindrance, not a help. Adjusting to what is happening in the moment does not mean giving up on a good performance but it is actually an important part of being able to give your best with the circumstances and opportunities you face on the day. And hey, like in Christian's case, you might just end up surprising yourself. Of course, every time I jump in the water on the swim, I hope to be out there on the first pack. But then if I have a awful swim, if someone uh, knocked the elbow in my face and I have a tough swim coming out of the water, then I have to, again, refocusing and uh, either change uh, ambition for the day. Like if it's three great runners up front and I know that I can't run down the three of them, maybe I can still get a top five, you know? So it's always trying to make the best out of the situation. I was also struck by the way that Christian consistently comes back to giving his best. In an Ironman race, he mentions, you are constantly responding to what is happening around you. There are expectations for how the race might go, other athletes putting you under pressure, and of course, unforeseen challenges that are bound to come up. But by being aware and honest about his level of effort, Christian seems to create a mental environment not unlike the one he trains in every day. In this way, he is able to play the long game and not allow what is happening at any given moment to derail his performance. The mental thing is maybe about uh, getting the best out of yourself and really knowing how deep you can dig. Of course, when you get to race, it's about uh, getting the best out of you and not getting stressed out with the pressure and expectation of others, but just 
being able to still be in the same bubble as you are in uh, your daily training. As an athlete, Christian is known for being incredibly disciplined. He holds down a punishing training schedule of 25 to 35 hours a week. But while you might think that being disciplined makes you rigid and uncompromising, Christian's story demonstrates the importance of maintaining flexibility and being willing to adapt in order to keep moving towards your goals. In life, as in sport, we must accept that there will always be factors outside of our control, and we can never fully predict what comes next. Just think back to early 2020, when we couldn't have imagined that just a few months later, our world would be turned upside down by a global pandemic. COVID-19 changed our lives overnight, and we were forced to find new ways to live, working from home, shopping online, exercising in the park. The pandemic certainly presented a huge and unexpected challenge for us all. But how people responded mentally made a big difference in the impact of this challenge. One study published in the Journal of Contextual Behavioral Science found that psychological flexibility could actually alleviate the negative effects of the pandemic on people's mental health. So being able to adapt and shift your mindset really can change the outcome of an experience. Christian's story illustrates this idea beautifully. When he had a bad swim, for example, he was able to stay calm and focus his attention on giving his best in the moment. Rather than giving up when his goal of winning seemed impossible, Christian adapted his expectations and refocused on staying in the race and getting a medal. He didn't waste emotional energy feeling frustrated or wondering what could have been. Instead, he flipped that mental switch and looked for an opportunity to succeed within the situation in front of him. In the end, his psychological flexibility had a huge impact on the outcome of the race and allowed him to continue to make progress towards his long-term goals. And the best part? While we may never be able to swim, run, and bike as fast as Christian, this mental flexibility is a skill that we can develop and strengthen over time. So let's talk a little about how you actually go about developing a flexible mindset. Now, this might sound counterintuitive, but the key to building flexibility is actually preparation. In competition, it is important to think through the various scenarios you might encounter and come up with a plan to respond when things change unexpectedly. As an athlete, this is most easily done through goal setting. When I approach a race, for example, I try to set three levels of goals. The first level, let's call it the bronze level, is an outcome that would be in line with my previous achievements and expectations. It is a goal that I know is within my ability. The second level, let's call it the silver level, is a small step up. It should be a challenge that excites and maybe scares me a little, but that seems realistic and achievable, even if things don't go perfectly. And finally, the third level, let's call it the gold level, is a big reach. Achieving this outcome would be a big step up and a meaningful accomplishment. Often, a gold level achievement requires that things go perfectly to plan, both in terms of your own performance and in terms of the circumstances you face. In Christian's story, for example, the gold outcome might have been winning, but he could still have a silver level goal of winning a medal and a bronze level goal of, say, finishing in the top five. 
By setting multiple levels of goals, this process allows you to create room for more than one outcome. Of course, you can still aim for that top level goal, but being prepared mentally to pivot when you need to can relieve pressure and unlock your best performances. Letting go of the need to be perfect gives you an opportunity to be great, no matter the circumstances. Ultimately, mental flexibility is a tool that is not just applicable in the world of sports. It can be a powerful mental approach in any area of life. I invite you to try it for yourself. Next time you have an important challenge coming up, whether that's in the classroom or the boardroom, in negotiation with your boss or in discussion with your partner, try working through your three levels of goals in advance. Bronze, an outcome you know is well within your capabilities. Silver, a goal that feels like a bit of a reach, even if the thought is a little scary. And gold, the best you can hope for if everything goes your way. If you could practice setting flexible goals, you'll be preparing yourself to respond productively to unforeseen challenges and opportunities. And in time, this way of thinking will become second nature, allowing you to adapt more quickly and stay focused on your long-term goals. And that's it for me for now. I'll be back next time with more insights from world-class athletes. And in the meantime, let me know what you think of the series by leaving me a message or a review. Have a great day and see you soon. Oh,